Hey everybody, this is Brad from Dallas Geek, and I'm here today with... Dylan Struzan. And we're here talking about her first and honestly a very impressive book. So you were telling me that the story here, uh, A Bloody Business, is about uh, more of a fictionalized reality of American gangsters? Yes, absolutely. It's based on, um, I was speaking with Jimmy Blue Eyes Alo, who was around back in the days of Prohibition and many years after that. Um, he was friends with Meyer Lansky, Charlie Luciano, Benny Siegel. Probably everybody knows those last three names, but you probably don't know the very first name. And he helped me understand what happened during those years and how that had uh, organized crime rise in America and, and come into a new form rather than the old, you know, at that time a lot of immigrants had come over from Italy and tried to establish a more Italian version of crime. But these guys actually changed the face of crime. So what inspired you to write this book in the first place? Actually, it just kind of happened. It came around. It was not something I was interested in. But once I met Jimmy Alo and talked with him, I found him very fascinating. Um, he had ethics. He wasn't just, you know, running around with territorial disputes with his other friends, right? So he had a, a deeper um, agenda, let's say, um, in working what, on the side of the law that he worked on. Meeting somebody like Jimmy, it doesn't seem like it's just, you know, something like meeting your next door neighbor. There, I'm assuming there's a story behind that. How exactly did you meet a man like that? That's actually kind of a long story. I just did a 1,500-word essay that you can find on crimereads.com. Okay. And it goes through that very same subject. But essentially, the story found me. Um, a, a friend, he's a friend now, had been very close with Jimmy, and the two of them had talked extensively about what had happened in the past. And uh, this person uh, recorded those conversations, so there were about 50 hours worth of information on things that had happened in real life, real time. <laughs> Um, so when I listened to that, uh, I, I thought, well, I think I can make a story out of it. And it took me quite a while to, you know, really find the basis because it's huge. I mean, it's, my book is 650 pages. It's not a light read. Yeah. You're not going to take it to the beach, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly War and Peace, but that's not a, a quick read. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Why a book, uh, especially one this large? Why, why not uh, you know, some other form of telling the story? I hope that somebody will find this interesting enough to do a series out of it, because it's definitely worthy. The book was just a way to organize all the material and make it, I think, accessible to anybody else. It, it, it can be read in small portions. Um, each chapter kind of covers a year in the, the life of the progression of um, the rise of organized crime. So, And so in over 600 pages, how many chapters were you able to fit into that? 24. And my husband, Drew Struzan, if you know anything about him, did a billion uh, movie posters from Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Back to the Future, Goonies, you know, I can't even enumerate them all. Sure. But he did an illustration for each of those 24 chapters, and he did the cover. So. Wow. Yeah. 
That is awesome. <laughs> so for all the research that you had to do uh, for this story, uh, all the time that you spent uh, talking to Jimmy and everybody else involved with this, uh, what was the most fascinating thing that you uh, discovered in all the, uh, the time that you worked on this? I think a couple things actually. I think one thing was that Jimmy was worthy of a level of respect, you know? I mean, he he never told tales outside of school. He never revealed the confidences that, you know, he must surely have experienced in life. But he did help me understand his way of life, which is not the movie's way of life. I mean, you know, you can get a lot of the street guys and they are what you see in the movies. But this was just a, an entirely different level. These are the guys who were way at the top, who did away with the violence on the streets of New York as much as possible, and made crime accessible so that people could actually earn instead of just killing everybody they didn't like. Honestly, that's, that's fascinating. So, I mean, clearly you have a real passion for the, the true crime uh, genre. Have you looked at any other stories that you would like to tell within this context or was this the main one that you're like I must tell this story this is it yeah I, I have another following this I'm working on then the gambling years and so this will continue on and have uh, more follow-up let's say so before that I had no clue about gangsterism I probably had no interest in it until I met Jimmy and found the part that was fascinating to me. Meyer Lansky, for example, was a great student of history, and that's how he was able to focus and see what really needed to be done, what would work, what wouldn't work in the world that he lived in. And history fascinates me. So when I found out that, then I was, I found more things that I could really dig into in putting this story together. I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil anything for the book, but to just kind of get uh, an idea, uh, when you say that Jimmy and uh, his group were responsible for uh, kind of Americanizing the whole gangster life and trying to civilize it, what exactly is the American version of the gangster versus the Italian? Primarily, I think the difference is that the Americanized version, the Americanized guys, put aside nationality. They had in common crime, where the Italian families were much more about family. And so sometimes people from their families would become the heads of, of a crime family, for example, but maybe they weren't the best choice, but they were chosen because they were family. And that created a lot of tension and problems, let's say, within the, that world. And a lot of things happened <laughs> as a result, right? <laughs> And so if there was one thing that you had to tell our audience was, you know, the big selling point of the book, what should they know to come out and grab this thing? It's from the horse's mouth. I didn't make up anything. The things he told me were the things that happened. They will be different from many things that you read in crime books. And when I started talking to Jimmy and asking him my own questions, those were the things that came up. You know, he's like, Meyer would never do that. Charlie had a better idea than that. And so it really kind of cuts through a lot of the things that are already written that are really not factual. But then that's really up to the reader to make his own decisions in that regard. That is, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> okay, uh, so 
Of course, if our audience wants to find your book, other than coming out here to Fan Expo this weekend, right. where else can they find it? Amazon, okay. right on Amazon. That's probably the best source. And if not, go to your local bookstore and, and order it. I love for people to support their local bookstore because we're losing those. And do you have any uh, website or social media that they can uh, come and follow uh, your continued works? Any other uh, things that uh, projects that you have going on in the future? I haven't put together a website yet, but that's a possibility. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we'll keep you updated. And as soon as uh, you do, we will definitely be letting our audience know because this is so cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, and until next time, this is Brad with Dallas Geek saying, See ya.